When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Good morning and welcome to Real Adventures from wherever you are right around the country. Patrick Dangerfield and Aaron Habgood joining you this morning to talk fishing, boating and the great outdoors. Good morning to you, Redman. Good morning, mate. Uh, good to be here as per usual. Now, it's been a uh, an interesting week. We've had dealers, um, Mercury dealers... Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marine Airport, of course, uh, from right around the country, all converging on the Gold Coast uh, to launch some of their new products. We've got Dave Meehan from Mercury on the show a little later. Is there anything that you think you see as a glaring hole within the outboard industry that you'd like to see change? Like when you mm. think about boating and the convenience of outboards and new tech and obviously the technology that goes into boat building. Is there anything that's glaringly obvious to you that's like, this is a part of the industry that I'd like to see improve? The only thing that I don't understand about outboards is the cost for them. Now, the reason I say this is I can literally purchase a brand new car, a small car, but a brand new car for, and the reason I know this as an example, we followed, I call them, I call them a flat car, but they're called Fiat's, they're F-L-A-T on the back, <laughs> if they could, I call them flats, it was a small flat, flat car, we'll tow in behind it and it wasn't even doing the speed limit, I don't even have enough power up this hill and we'll towing it back from Burmie and we Googled it and it was $27,000, yeah. brand new for that whole car. That that's because it, it, it can't go above 80, that's why. <laughs> well, it's got half an engine. Well, this what do you is, mean you're wondering why well, it's 27000 well, It can't get into third because there's well, no third. It still comes with four tyres. It still comes <laughs> with a stereo. It still comes with indicators. It comes with all the likes. Why does Mate, that cost? it can't get above 80. Why do you think well, it's it did when they had, it did when it had a massive ram pushing up its backside. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you, why... That $27,000, I think it was, we worked out, brand new for one of those, 2023 model. How come a single engine only cost, a single Mercury engine, for instance, and I'm just only saying Mercury because that's what I buy. Yep. Mercury engines. Every, every, both every, of us buy them. Yeah, Correct. every engine is in the same department here. I'm talking Yamaha, Suzuki, you name it. Yep. It's all, everything's relatively, relatively the same. A brand new, say, what did I pay? I think I paid around 28000 roughly, give or take, yep. for 175 horsepower for my boat. So $28,000 for a little bit of a motor. I remember, you don't even get the stereo. I remember buying my first brand new outboard I bought in 2012. It was a Suzuki to go with my six-meter North Bank. I reckon it was like fourteen grand. Yeah. Well, look at the prices now. Doubled. Doubled. Inflate. But where does the, where do you put the comparison on saying, I know a bit goes you to... You haven't, because you, ha- you didn't listen to one very important word. You said marine? You <laughs> said marine. It's I like know, when you ask... an extra 10 grand. That's the only question that I've got. Yeah. What like, are you after, sir? Yeah, I'll have some um, some flowers. No worries. That'll awesome. Be, that'll be $9. Yeah, g'day, sir. What are you after? Yeah, I'm after some flowers for a wedding. 
That'll be $170. Or I'm after some plywood. That's $10. <laughs> Marine ply. That's seven grand. <laughs> like, what would you change in it? Well, what would you change in an engine side of things? Well, Why I, would just be the car? I don't understand where the 28 grand comes to it. No, you like, are. When you, you get are, a car for the same price. You are right. We had our uh, captain's day on, when was it? Thursday. Was it Thursday? Yep. Uh, and we had one of the, the lunches, or the lunch that day was for Toyota. So, obviously, the major partner of the AFL. So, there's a whole lot of... Um, Dealers in this one room, et cetera, et cetera. And I was quizzing them on, like, where is the market at? Like, used cars, we keep hearing that the industry is pulling back. Mm. You and I are yet to see it because no, we keep flicking. We, we'll send each other, Aaron and I will send each other things on Marketplace that's like, how can you possibly ask this much I for a second-hand him. Nissan Patrol that's a 2002 yep. model and you want 38 grand for it? Yep. I know I've got a friend of mine who Zane who come to Burma. He's looking at buying a Parado at the moment, and he can't. He's going to buy a second hand one. It's going to cost him more than a brand new one, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. so I was quizzing them about it, and they the shortage is real, and the thing that they were talking about, which I found really interesting, for the uh, shortage of cars, you mean like the actual shortage getting the, into the Australia. actual physical yeah. shortage, and then you've got the time that these cars sit in the docks, and the big challenge at the moment is Victoria. They'll sit in the docks for 21 days. In South Australia, mm. it's three days. In what, quarantine? Sydney, is that yeah, quarantine? In Sydney, it's nine days. So the cost to bring cars in Victoria yeah, compared right. to uh, you know, certainly South Australia. So the Australia, cost to it, you mean there, is actually paying for it to sit in the place that it's got to sit at. at on quarantine, the boat. On the when boat, the, when the this ship, boat yeah. could be doing yep. three trips in, in that same amount yeah. of time, right? Yep. So that was something that I found really interesting. And then I was quizzing them about Land Cruiser, where, where it's at, where's the price at, and, and you know... We talk and see the retail, but then that is nothing. It's not reflected when you look at, you know, CarPoint and all these different, um, you know, car website sales, etc. They're never 140 grand for a brand new car. They're 180. Mm. Like, this is ridiculous. It's a lot of money, and they're having that same issue with resales of you know demo cars that are 40 grand more because you simply can't get brand new cars in. Uh, and they didn't have an answer. They said it's going to continue. I questioned them about Tundra, which they're yeah, expecting yep. in the fourth quarter this year. Yeah, right, this year. Yeah, I said, what? Like, what's it going to cost? Well, Ford released their uh, 150 prices. Yeah, one, 106 yeah, to starting, 140? Yeah, pretty much the same range as the Ram, except the top range. So, What do you think Tundra is going to be then? I don't know. It has to be compete with it. No. It's going to be stupid. 170 to 180. Starting. That's what they think. They That's don't know. a lot of money. I That's think Ford, forty grand Ford premium. Good, Ford have hit a very good market, I reckon. And I was going to wait for this car to come out, but I couldn't wait any longer. The Ranger, the F one fifty, and uh, Kane and I were actually in Birmingham when the prices come out. We got the email from him, and we yeah. did it. We matched up our own car, and to match it up, I think Kane got about one hundred and sixteen thousand. I think I was about one hundred and fourteen thousand for us to match an F one fifty Ford. Like, and that was pretty much what I paid roughly for my Ram. Yeah. So yep. it's it's on par with what we both need as an average. We don't want the limit, oh, the the best. Oh, I would love to have the best in it. the market, but I don't think you need not it for, for an extra is. fifth. And that's a lot of money if you're saying it's going to be one hundred and seventy thousand dollars. That's competing with the Ford. Ah, uh, sorry, the Ram. Uh, limited, which is yes. the, the yep. hundred. I think they start roughly one hundred and seventy-five, give or take. What's the what's the top ram? Because oh, it keeps going up. There's all no, no. In terms of the, the actual model, is a three and a half. That starts thousand. with the L. What is it? The Lim- limited. You got the limited. The you got the warlock. You've got the express. There's because the 
Um, limited is the uh, not, I guess, the one they can get into the country at the moment that most people have. Well, Car Expert had that as their preferred. Like, if you could buy anything, you're buying that. Yeah. But obviously, most people aren't spending yeah. one hundred eighty thousand dollars. Oh, that's on a car. starting. By the time you put a, all terrains on it, you put a floor mat in and car seats, you're already up to floor, floor grand. Mats, <laughs> floor mats, floor mats can't even get thrown in. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, the long-winded answer, but I know we've, we've gone on a bit of a tangent here. But the prices, I agree, and that that's that's four by four. That's marine manufacturing. The thing that um, the thing that I think we need more of is integration rather than third-party providers mm. of, yep. you know, whether it's autopilots, um, whatever, joystick control, the integration... You're back I, to the boating side of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry. Yeah. The, the integration of, you know, electric steering and all these sorts of things from these major manufacturers rather than having to have third-hand... Um, Third party, like Optimus, sorry. your sort of steering. Great, yeah. great example. Because I actually it, tested. I didn't tell you, but I tested your steering, and it was working perfectly fine. <laughs> but, but the point being that there had been issues yes. with it. So then you have to take it back to yes. the. Um, so know, yours is through Dometic, yeah, Dometic through um, through Mercury, but but even those guys have to ask questions that, on how it works. Hundred you know percent, because I mean? it doesn't. It's not the same thing. It's not Mercury. If that makes sense, so, and that's not what they sell. No, that's right. All yeah. the time. Yeah. Versus if you have more in, a better integration from whatever dealer that you use, whether it's Suzuki, Yamaha, Mercury, yep. you know, the works. Better I Yamaha, integration. But I think Yamaha have a built-in one. They do. They yeah, have Hellmaster. Just, yeah, Hellmaster, yeah. I haven't, I haven't played with it. Got a sneaking suspicion Mercury might be releasing something that's more integrated in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Exciting. Uh, Rob, Rob Cumming and... Uh, Rob Cummings and um, Andrew, Andrew. Stephen, obviously up our, our boys from Melbourne Marine and, and obviously North Bank. They've got a 5.7 litre, 400 horsepower outboard on the Gold Coast at the moment on the on the 750. Oh, right. Can you remember what, when we took a 750? 300. 300 what speed did we get? Close to 100. So this thing's going to hum. I reckon we got, we're in a bit along. I reckon we got 90 at least, 90. Yeah, so this your boat thing, gets nearly 100 now. 400 horses on the back yeah. of the 750. I wonder if it gets any faster. Probably not. I don't know if it would. So Talking. I put a 200 on Talking. my boat. I used to have a 175, and I go the exact same speed. But I've got a bit more torque, though. Yeah, do you reckon so, the, the, and the engine doesn't work as hard? I don't know. I reckon I'm roughly yeah. the same. It's hard okay. to say because I'm always chopping and changing with revs. Like, rough weather, you're always backing it off. Hey, pretty exciting for me anyway, and I'm tipping for yourself, is... Uh, we should be talking a bit more fishing, but the AFL launch. We are. It is, fishing. yes. We've got, so. Launched last this is obviously, launched Thursday night. Yes. Yep. Coming. Well, the, yeah, the sorry. season launch, season sorry. Launch. Yeah, but the season starts next Thursday. Yes, and does. Obviously, footy starts at random days and only goes on Thursdays. There's for three a little weeks. bit of footy on SEN as well if, you, if you, you know, you're tuning in. Well, I think you'll hear a is bit of the AFL going to pull their finger out and actually have games not on Thursday for, say, three weeks and stop it for six, then back on for two, then back on for nine? Like, <laughs> it does my head in. Like, just have it on a, on a Thursday, Friday night, every night. Be, and well, it depends night where it is. <laughs> it does depend where it is. Like, it does make a difference between Western Australia versus, you know, say, South Traveling, Australia, for example. The town just embraces Thursday yep. night footy. Versus some of the states don't do it quite as well. I definitely embrace it. Well, now we've got some good questions for you quickly because we haven't got a hell of a lot of time. And we're going to get into some fishing talk after the break. Teams to watch out for. Probably important. Now, That's this is what we're here for. Not including the Cats. Teams to watch out for this year. Melbourne are going to be a lot better with uh, Grundy adding to 
you know, how that's they pretty, roll there. That's Midfield, pretty scary. That, 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 and that makes sense. Like, he's a great player. I think Lockie Hunter is going to be an underrated one as a, as a wingman. Good for the super coach team. I've never done a super coach team before, and I was sick during the week. Good and for I, the super coach team. And I did it. He, I've started it. He's good for the super coach team. Brisbane add to what is already a very, very... Good list. Uh, good side and good list, absolutely. Will Ash- Ashcroft, isn't it? Will Ashcroft, young yeah, player yep. built for AFL already. He is. Jack Gunston adds to their forward line uh, and then obviously Dunkley through the midfield. Yep. I think Port Adelaide are going to be a lot better than what people um, realise as well. Your old mob, Adelaide too. I'm hearing some good things about them. They better scrape the eight. Excellent pre-season. They've been physical as all hell. So obviously they've had... Bottom three. I'm going to go Essendon, Hawthorne and Ruse. Well, it's going to be tough for... Uh, Hawthorne and North Melbourne. They're so, at a different stage. Because they're fighting than, each other most of the time. Well, no, they're, at a, they're at a different stage than most other teams. But the vast majority, Essendon's a hard read. Yep. Br- Brad Scott can coach. Yep. Like, there's no doubt about that. And he's half of his brother, he'd be going right. <laughs> well, exactly. Well, you know, he, so, he could be his brother. Um, so they're, um, you know, they're hard to get a read on. I think we'll, we'll get a great read on the season. And this, you know, feels like it's an obvious statement. But the first four weeks of the year will give a greater... Uh, where everyone's at. Yeah, indication on where the teams are at. That You can't take the first week as, you know, oh, this is how this team's going to yeah. roll for the year. A few cobwebs. Give, us a, give the teams a month and we'll now, find out. Just quickly, uh, players to watch out for. We've got some change of teams, etc. blah, blah, blah. Give us your number top three players for the comp that we've got to watch out for. For the uh, comp. Well, a fit... Outside of the category. Outside of the category. Because we, we love the Cats. We, we do. A fit and firing Tim Kelly at West Coast will make a huge difference to yep. them. And he played majority of games last year, but they had a lot of injuries inside um, inside their team. So I think he's in for a really good season. Even though we don't hear a lot about the West, he's a bloody good player. Uh, closer to home, fascinated to see how the mixture of Gorn and Grundy go. The key to being a dominant ruckman is time on ground and being able to grind your opponents at times. That's what the best traditionally have done. Melbourne are looking to do it a totally different way where to they've got two load. of the best to share the load. Mm. I don't know how that's going to work. It could hum. Richmond add two absolute A-graders. Hopper, for me, is going to be a really interesting watch. If you haven't heard or seen much of him, he's from GWS, yep. and he could be very much inside the top 10 players in the competition. Like I think of Voss when I think of Hopper. I, I you know, rate him that highly. So... And every team is going to have, you know, examples of this. And, you know, you just have to you have to get rolling early. You have to start mm. well. You have to try and build that momentum and then ride that wave and, and try and have that last the season, which is a hard thing when the season is, you know, 23 weeks plus finals. Well, good luck to the Cattery in my, uh, the in my opinion because uh, I am a Cats fan. If you don't win it, I'll, I don't want to know you. Uh, just quickly before you go to a break, we're going to talk about it after the break, Pat. The currents off the New South Wales coast bring in some incredible fish that hasn't been seen before. Tropical fish, and we're going to mention them straight after the break. Looking forward to that. All that and more on Real Adventures this morning. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Welcome back to Real Adventures, all for Club Marine. Get flexible cover for your jet ski, boat, motor, trailer and gear, all in one policy. Clubmarine.com.au. Aaron, you may need to get more cover for your jet ski. I'm not sure. Is it up and running yet? I've given up on it. <laughs> my, bro- my brother has... There was a reason uh, that thing was on sale. It's My brother's broken it nine times, and I've paid for it. You, <laughs> I was about to say, 
Um, he's used it. <laughs> and he lost my it, GoPro too. And you've paid for it. He literally goes, just before I was going to go marlin fishing, he goes, can I borrow your GoPro? And I'm like, no, mate, you'll lose. I need these for work. Like, you can't. These are my work. He goes, no, I won't lose it. Two minutes later, I forgot, lost your GoPro. That's a nice segue. Uh, speaking of marlin fishing, you yes. had an incredible uh, couple of weeks up north. And I don't even touched on it, but uh, great, obviously, to be back up there. The weather wasn't terrific, that's safe to say, and we've seen that from reports, but you got some great fish, particularly yeah. the back end of the trip. Yeah, so what we've got at the moment, and we mentioned it before the break, is this current. So this the AC, you've all, you've all watched Finding Nemo, and it comes down the, car, the coast and has East turtles Australian in it. current, dude. <laughs> has, that was a shocking impression. You're better than that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, EAC. <laughs> it's, uh, it's the current that runs down the coast of Australia, and it holds beautiful tropical water at times and pushes into the bottom of New South Wales into Victoria. Now, normally, we just north of Sydney, we don't see much more than that 26 degrees slide down. I'm fishing out of Bermagui and I've got 26 and a half. Out wide, I've got 27 and a half degree That's temperature. Warm water. It is hot. I had 16 sea turtles come. No, I didn't really. But there was any, anything, they anything was possible. Anything <laughs> was possible. Now, Wahoo. Have, I've never heard of Wahoo being caught out of the south of uh, south coast of New South Wales. Yeah. That's Wahoo, multiple Wahoo being caught. Longliners have cleaned up on them. There was a yellowfin tuna caught off the Tarthra Jetty and Roombla Jetty. That's. Incredible in itself. A cobia was caught at Montague Island. Why is that incredible? Explain to the... They're a tropical species. So they the, the temperature they ideally swim in is at hotter water. Yep. So they swim up, they live up higher of our country. They live in that above the equator where it just holds warmer water. Not necessarily jetties off the coast. Oh, it's just incredible. And the yellowfin fishery, I had no interest in catching a yellowfin up there. So I was there for marlin fishing. That's yep. what I really wanted to do. I could have pushed out and caught a few yellowfin. There was people having a great time on the yellowfin. So they were fishing on the other side of the shelf and we were fishing on the inside of the shelf. Now this current, the problem with it that we had was the strength of it. Imagine... Too strong. For those that are listening and how to put it into perspective for you is striped marlin don't like current. I always talk about black marlin, blue marlin love current. Blue marlin and black marlin, more, they're more solo. They cruise around by themselves. Yep. Where striped marlin will school up. Don't get me wrong, you'll get a few blacks together here and there and, and blues, but... But traditionally, traditionally it's not Traditionally, that's right. The stripes are in numbers. They can be 15 to 20 of them in one pack. Now, the stripes love the slow water. They're easy to find, easy to locate. The blues, you've got to work the current, work, etc. So, when we're out there, this is the... I, we drop down to get our bait. So, we go out to the continental shelf and the whole screen fills up with slimy mackerel. We drop a sinker down, a 20-ounce sinker on a gummy rod with five or six, whatever comes with the, um, the rigs that you buy, uh, your bait, bait jigs, drop it down and you wind up your slimy mackerel. From when I said to the boys, go and drop the baits underneath us to knocking the boat out of gear, to them winding up, the, the bait might be from 40 metres to 150 metres deep. It might start at 130 metres deep. From the time they wound it up, we had drifted nearly a kilometre. Like, that's how strong the current was going. So it was between three to five and a half knots. Which is extraordinary. So it's 10 kilometres in yep. an hour. Yep. So extraordinary So it's, it's really fast. And you've got to remember, you put a bit of wind on that, it gets dangerous. Now, I don't know if you've seen the boat that flipped out of Bermagui just before I went. Yes. So they, it would have been, a current would have had a lot to do with it. Because you're out yep. in the middle of nowhere. You don't expect this current. It's like the rip. Yeah. It's roaring against it. So at the back end of the week, we managed to push into slower water off Turos. So I launched at Naruma Bar. And we launched there, and then we went up north about 28k 
to the edge of the shelf and I found some slow water and there were stripes everywhere in it and we managed to get four from five. We got the boys all one each. It was rough as guts. That's so why we decided to come in on our last day, come in alive at that point. So it was rough. We found Good. some beautiful I'm glad water. my boat came back You know, alive. I was actually really actually respectful for really, your boat. The I don't first really care that you came back alive. <laughs> all that I care about is that my gel coat wasn't destroyed. Well, we caught one, we caught, we, we managed to get a couple of miles to the boat, but that day it was too rough to handle on the long boat side. Good. So we got one to the boat. <laughs> It jumped out of Lockie's hands, and all the rest of them. What we just popped, we just po- popped I tagged the you in the video, but you've been busy. You probably didn't see it. All of them, we just grabbed the leader and popped them off because we just didn't need to get them to the boat. We'd had our fun, but anyway, that was the that was the bit of information going on the east coast. I will continue the whip around because you were pretty much basically all through New South Wales. Uh, there's been loads of Taylor in Botany Bay, and they're there right now. Plastics are working well. Uh, they Expensive are, way, though, to fish for them, Pat. They are if you don't have a uh, Metal Trace Redman. Or a jig sponsor because uh, <laughs> they have very sharp teeth. So I would be chucking the plastics out, and I can guarantee if they're eating plastics, they're going to be eating metals. Uh, Queensland, huge barra out of the Burnett River uh, on hard bodies, and majority of the time the bomber lures go V-best, but once again, pick your... Pick your targets depending on when you're going to fish, and that slow retrieve has been so consistent for good captures. Uh, some huge mangrove jacks are coming out of uh, where are they? The Colon River. Colon River, yeah, yep. Colon River. So that's fishing very, very well. That's near the Burnett, but it's uh, fishing extremely well. Heading over to the Westpac. Yeah, plenty of Taylor land based around Frio right now with anglers uh, landing over 40 in a session. Uh, mullet's also been a good bait uh, for, for bait fishers. Albany um, holding some really good size snapper at the moment. We continue to talk about Western Australia and just the health of the snapper fishery, Redmond, and it continues to be right up there with the best in the country. The former home of snapper certainly isn't at the moment, unfortunately. South Australia, Redmond. Yeah, Browns Bay on the beach is holding plenty of elephant fish right now. I was actually fortunate enough to catch one. Yeah, a few uh, weeks back. Yeah, a little bit longer. Too. Yeah, got a nice elephant oh, fish. Yeah, yeah uh, which was nice to catch. And we're going to see them come into the bays. Uh, Western Port, they actually live in extremely deep water, hence their stupid nose <laughs> and their funny coloured eyes. They look like they come from the depth, and they do. They're a bit of remnant. Looks, looks similar. similar to what you're rolling with. Yeah, Sorry, I've definitely go got a, I definitely don't have a large tuna trunk, trunk at Marion Bay. <laughs> tuna at Marion Bay are going very, very good too. Uh, small lures and divers working well. The whole the whole South Australia is going well for tuna, but Marion Bay fished extremely well during the week too. Tasmania, uh, Elizabeth Bay is loaded with browns and rainbows right now. Lures working uh, really well. The northwest side of Tassie still holding. Uh, plenty of tuna with those keen to head out and land some fish. Once again, it is wind-dependent at the moment, as most places uh, around the country are. Uh, Victoria, before we finish yep. off, um, can you give us a snapshot of Port Phillip and Western Port for your salt guide uh review for the week. So we're on the long weekend at the moment and the fishing should be as good as it gets. We're off the back of that moon. We've got some beautiful tides. The swell has been up. So a bit of dirty water in both both bays and inlets or whatever you want to call it. Western Port people get a bit cranky if you call it a Western Port Bay because it's not a bay. So that that <laughs> there there's a few kingfish around too. Uh, I expect them to fish relatively well this week but the problem is we need that water to clear up so the whiting will run good while the water's dirty. Yep. Tidy's up the kingfish will come on. The tuna should go well. How long for is, I, I don't know. They went very well before that moon. They shut down on the moon and they could go very, very good again over this uh, next, I guess, oh, three to four days of calm weather. But if it gets too calm and the boats are there, it's just going to shut them down. 
have you got anything in regards to locally caught and close kingfish? Yeah, so particular? the rip, the rip. Yep. So the rip went off its. I said in the light in the show, the rip will go nuts. It did. Whenever it does, every that lead up. So that moon that we that just went by. Yep. I target that for the marlin fishing each year. The lead up to it. I don't want to fish on the moon, which is what we've just had. Uh, I want to fish the lead up to it. Yep. And that's what I go away for. Now, the same thing. Every time I go away for that, it's every single year the rip fires on the lead up to it as well of the kingfish. And the rip's perfect a little bit time. behind. It's perfect time. <laughs> the rip goes nuts. So for about a week beforehand. So. Good chance of it still going, but they're going very, very good in the rip. Yep. But it's a prick of a place to fish. You need to understand your tides. Don't go there underarmed because if you, even with a boat, and not just a rod, a boat, because it's a prick of a place. If you're in the wrong place, it's be the very wrong, dangerous. Even yeah. a ship coming past against tide, Pat, it just turns to crap pretty quickly. Really quickly. So yep. just be mindful. I, I do say go in there and follow the crowds because that's the area you need to be, but just don't get caught up in the wrong place. It's very easy to do. We're going to suggest fishing off a ship. That was <laughs> the whip around. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get flexible cover for your jet ski, boat, motor, trailer and gear, all in one policy, clubmarine.com.au. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. Dave Meehan from Mercury Marine is my special guest this morning. Morning, Dave. How are you, Pat? Going well. Now, I always love talking to you because we talk about Mercury and the new tech that comes out each and every year, and you are on the Gold Coast at the moment. Timing's perfect. Um, We're just about to, tomorrow, we have all our dealers and boat builder partners flying into SeaWorld on the Gold Coast to launch some awesome new products, which is cool. So this is Mercury dealers from right around the country all converging in, in one place. And basically, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're presenting the range, what's to look forward to and what the dealers have to work with in terms of, all right, consumers, this is what we've got and this is what we're releasing throughout the year. Pretty much. it's um, yeah, We've got three or four exciting new products sort of on top of the really cool stuff that we launched last year and the year before so it's our chance to we really like to get them on the water and experience the product because you can you know you can show them in a powerpoint presentation but get them on the water and they can really feel how good these new products are the beauty of obviously sunny gold coast you don't have to deal with the temperamental melbourne weather <laughs> That's um, it. now i know chatting to andrew stephen from melbourne marine andrew headed up uh, earlier in the week as well he was very excited having Spent some time in the US at the Miami Boat Show. Uh, one of the big draw cards is obviously the new V10. Can you talk to us about that and a few details uh, for those unaware of the uh, the new release that Mercury has for us? Yep, sure can. Um, so 350 and 400 horsepower V10 a 5.7 litre engine so in typical Merck fashion big capacity simple technology um, but very lightweight at the same time so it's only 320 kilos 400 horsepower engine which is um, you know industry leading so our nearest competitor in the 400 and 425 space is at 430 kilos so it's a really really competitive engine and it goes so well in terms of manufacturing, we obviously see a huge amount of it in the States where there's triple and quadruple outboard 
setups. Are we starting to see more of that in Australia or do you still think that that's some way off given the fact that all of a sudden you bring out this V10, you talk about how lightweight it is, isn't really the need to go that much bigger when you've got the outboard technology. And I know from from um, Rob Cumming and, and Northbank, Rob's just fitted a 400 on his 750 hardtop. You, you're not necessarily uh, needing to, to smack the power when you've got these new lightweight outboards. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, to answer your first question, I think the big twins and triple center console market in the US, I'm, I will see that at some stage, like I had the pleasure of driving those boats in Miami a couple of weeks ago. They're incredible, um, yeah, but they come with a price point. But <laughs> we've got four boats on the water here. We've got a North Bank 750. We've got this Hain Signature Center console with a single 400. We've got a Whitley SL25 um, with a single 400. And then we've got a Power Cat between 350s. So that's our market, you know, big singles, people who – who may have traditionally um, put twins on, and I've had a couple of comments already in on say the Haynes Signature. That thing's awesome with twin two two five V sixes on it, but they're surprised at how well it goes with a single four hundred. It's it's simple to drive, and it's a beautiful boat. And it obviously brings down the price point. And you talk about running yep. costs and all those sorts of things. Fuel you go from from doubles to to, to a single. Um, yep. The Miami Boat Show, if I can bring you back there, um, that's obviously world-renowned when it comes to technology and everything there is simply just enormous compared to any other boat show that we see in Australia. Is it hard for those sort of here to really understand just how big it is unless you've actually been there? Especially or certainly with those type of boats, um, <laughs> You don't see a boat under sort of 19 foot over there. It's, um, <laughs> it's all 23 and 26 feet is where they get into a boat, but it is different. Um, and, yeah, just some beautiful products over there. And, um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a great market, and you can see why. I spent the weekend in Florida, and um, it's just beautiful boating weather. On, everyone lives on a canal, and it's just, it's just different, a bit different to uh, launching a paddo. <laughs> have you you would obviously know speaking with the dealers and literally the, the the nationwide framework of dealers around what people now spend on their boats gone are the days of spending 70 grand on a six meter boat people are willing to pack just about everything into their their boats now have you seen you know a big change certainly in your time at mercury yeah, yeah definitely and i even take one of our our rep for Victoria just spent $200,000 on a six-metre Bass Strait, um, which has just it's got radars and sounders and all sorts of stuff. So definitely that 100000 to $250,000 market's red hot at the moment and people seem to be um, quite comfortable in, in spending that versus the smaller end, probably a little bit tight at the moment and um, hopefully we see that pick up a little bit over the 12 months. And what about in terms of availability? That's been one of the really big challenges. It's obviously it's a double-edged sword because you 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 want it because it means that people are are buying the product and you know there's limited sort of capacity to meet the demand because yep. you know one that's a great thing the 
there's a high demand for it. But where are we going to see that this year? Is that going to be a, an ongoing issue with outboard manufacturing nationwide? Uh, it's definitely uh, up to 150 horsepower. Like even two years ago, consumers were waiting a year for a 150. And we've, we're hoping to have, by the end of this month, stock of um, product up to 150. Um, and V6, we still have a, an order book of V6, but it's certainly freeing up. And V8 still pretty challenged. Um, again, we're getting plenty of product in, but there's a queue for V8. Um, and obviously, this new V10 product, I think we sold our full year production in the first month of launching it back in um, <laughs> late last year in November. So um, there's a fair bit of pressure on V10. Well, that's, um, that services my need for a new 30 horsepower, so I'm happy with that. So. <laughs> um, well, we actually didn't have 30 horsepower and we oh, do Oh, no, now, don't so, tell uh, me that. Okay, that's good. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> Speaking of the lower range horsepower, one of the really exciting developments at Merck has obviously been the Avatar, the electric outboard, which was teased in... Uh, June 2022, I think it was, on, on boat sales and various publications around Australia. Take us through the Avatar, the new electric outboard. You've got a working model on the Gold Coast. I was pretty excited to re- receive that that photo when we were talking off air. Uh, that must have people excited. Yeah, like, uh, and I think we're underestimating how many people are going to want this product. So we call it a 7.5e. It's 7.5 kilowatts. And probably the easiest way to get your head around it, it's about equivalent to a 3.5 horsepower four-stroke. Um, and I just... 3.5-metre Quintrex with this 7.5 in. I mean, clearly with that sort of power, it doesn't plane, but we were doing uh, seven kilometres an hour. And it didn't matter whether we had two or four people in that boat with... That's one thing electric engines do. They're talky, and um, it was pretty cool. Everyone loved it. I'm obviously dead quiet. Um, so the market, we're going to sell those into a ship-to-shore tenders. You know, people have got big yeah. boats, and they've got a little inflatable. It's going to be perfect for that because they don't have to run petrol in, petrol fuel for their diesel boat. Uh, little car toppers, again, don't have to carry fuel in the caravan. How it smells um, as well. That's the other thing, I think, when you're traveling. Yeah. Yep. You can lay it down on any side. And it's got this really cool feature that where the transom bracket stays on the boat. So you press a button and you lift the engine and the transom bracket stays on the boat. So um, portability-wise, it's amazing. And you just carry it, um, including it's about 17 kilos to carry it and the battery's worth about 6 kilos. So even for retired people um, who struggle to carry a, a portable outboard, it's it's pretty lightweight and easy to handle. So I'm, I'm excited about it. It's going to be good. Um, Pricing-wise has been something that everybody's been asking for. It's about it's, – it's, it's expensive compared to a petrol engine. It's about $5,700 retail yep. for the 7.5e. Um, so, you know, it's probably a two or $3,000 premium, but – the feedback that we're getting from people is they're willing to pay that sort of money for a eco-friendly e-engine that um, that you know they can sort of take it anywhere from a convenience perspective. So we're excited. So it should be good. Can you talk to us quickly just through the battery? Because I think 
we had a few people when we first uh, spoke about this outboard on the show, you know, talking about, you know, if it's a tender and all of a sudden you're putting electrical cords, you know, over the top of water from one boat to another to charge it. But that's not how this works. And that, that's one of the other really neat features about this. Anyone that buys a, you know, a, a electric tool from, uh, from Bunnings Warehouse will understand the interchangeable batteries are just a game changer. Yeah, and it's and the important point is it's low voltage. So buy yourself with a with an electric outboard. It's got the in the, this first model that we're launching integral batteries. So you just lift up the lid and you slide it in, and you get about actually just out on the water. We got you get an hour about an hour running at full throttle, um, and I think we I think that said. Um, it was probably about five or six kilometres of running. So, you know, for inland lakes and things like that at full throttle, um, if you were half throttle, you're probably going to get double that. So it's going to be good. I think it, I think for certain applications, it's, it's going to be a great solution for people. And when can we expect to see that on the, uh, the supermarket aisles, Dave? Yeah, so dealers will start to see their first engines in about uh, July, August this year, Yep, hopefully. Fantastic. Well, we're looking forward to that. Uh, enjoy your time in the Gold Coast, Dave. Thank you for, for giving up your time and chatting to us on Real Adventures this morning. And no doubt uh, you've got plenty of dealers that will be chewing your ear off this week. I uh, look forward to it, Pat. Good to speak to you. Thanks, Dave. Cheers, mate. See ya. Reds Review for Club Marine. Get flexible cover for your jet ski, boat, motor, trailer and gear all in one policy. Clubmarine.com.au It's now time for Reds Review and you've spent a week with my boat, a week longer than certainly I've spent with a boat, but you're keen to you were invited. the importance of length when it comes to spending time on the water. It is a 750 North Bank. It runs twin 200 horsepower. Uh, four-cylinder, uh, 200 bucks. Your experience with it, what have you liked from it? You, you were glowing. You were glowing. I really... I know it's your boat, but I use it more, so it's my boat. Uh, <laughs> it's that this boat, in all honesty, is an absolute... I know you and I have got a relationship with North Bank. I, I know that, but this is not biased. Now, there are so many great We brands. both buy our boats. We, we both pay for really our clear. boats. I 100% yeah. pay for our boats. We... I love your boat. I like my boat. My boat's a bit small for me now. I'm growing out of it. I'm moving into a bigger, moving into a 650. Your boat is an absolute weapon. Towing it from a start with my car. That is the, that's a difference. Now, they are a prick to tow. It's not to do with actually handling it and towing it itself. It's actually just the legality that comes into it. It's been making it legal to You're tow. You're talking about the stress of being in and around the mark of three and a half tons. That's right. That's without the, a car that tows the, four and a half. That's, the, that's the only... You, we've had, yes. We had a prick of a time with it. Yep. We were always hesitant. We yep. towed it illegally all the time. <laughs> I did. We won't get you into much trouble. I'll take the hit on that one. <laughs> He's laughing over there. But, no, I'm not. <laughs> but basically, what I mean by that is it's... I it's, think we were just under, but thanks for asking. Yeah, we're Keep just three point four nine. You've got to um, you've got to find a car that's able to tow this, which can be a prick. Yep. So that's where the downside in having a seven fifty North Bank is. Buy the car. You're like a, for example, a new one fifty four, whatever it is that tows yep. it. My car. It's Ram. Like, I did not towing that is no different to towing my boat. 
Yeah. It's nothing. Yes, you take corners slightly wider, but let's be honest, when you're driving 10 hours, you're, you're not doing, taking too many corners. You're doing that so, anyway, though, aren't exactly, you? Exactly, exactly. So I don't have any dramas towing your boat. I, I am very confident in towing. I, I really, I've been doing it a long time. I do it every day. So I feel more, and I think if you did it a couple of times, you'd feel 100% comfortable, even yourself. Driving the boat itself, no different to driving my little boat. It's no different. It turns the same. It's slightly longer. Yes, yep. you need to account for it, but it's minimal to nothing. I don't know any difference in it. The only difference I know when you drive that, it... That's not true. The stress does come at, um, at launching and retrieval when 100%. it is windy. Yep. Like you fish all the time, but that is a real stress around... In boat the, ramps and the stuff. The boat moving yep. a lot, especially when you don't use it a lot. Yeah, so I was, I was going to go into that in the next one, but the comfort side of it. But driving it is... Driving it on the water itself, though, is, yeah, no, you're at. is, is easier than driving my boat. Yeah. The reason for this is is because it's bigger. It's you sit at your speed, you find a comfort spot, and you just sit there. It doesn't it bang. Just, as much, it doesn't. Does it? it doesn't bang. It just yeah. doesn't. I'm not driving at 70, 60 kilometers an hour through the crap. I'm not. Yep. I can say that, to the boys. Actually, is, I did race a cooter craft in, and he told me that I had too much horsepower when I beat him. That that <laughs> that is a lie because Devin Smith, ex Essendon player Devin yeah. Smith, he actually videoed you and sent me a video as you came absolutely humming past him. In what? I don't know what he was in. He must have been going but, slow because I didn't drive very fast. It was like they were standing still. Mac, this I is the boat. This, show, I want to see this video. I think I think it was one of the ones that disappear. You know the, those videos. Yeah, right. Well, I tell you what, Sorry, that boat. I actually going. didn't flog this boat. I actually, the boys were so happy with me for once. I got so much credit because I sat at thirty to forty-five kilometers an hour. Our good mate Robbie, his spine rough. will still be. Oh, he carried on. A survivable bit. then. Now, the comf- being comfortable driving this can be tricky around boat ramps. It can be a bit prick because it is the wind will grab this pat. Now, yes, it will grab it. It's in harbors and whatnot. Like I've taken the wheel off you a few times. No, I'll take, let me just just because I'm a bit more confident around harbors. I know which way. I don't 100%. have to think, and it's just what I do around boats. It's my job. So it can be a prick if you're new to boating. I'll give you that. It can be an absolute prick. Uh, it's super dry in the cabin. This is the only downfall in these boats. The lip at the back of these hard top. I need to speak to Rob about this. Is because it needs to have a roll on it or a brake. It yes, just falls it, onto the back of your head. It does, yes. The boys get saturated. Yeah, it needs... You're right. It, it has needs to have, to have a, a fall that goes yep. either side. It needs to fall one way it's or the other. a really good point. It needs, yep. to be, it needs to fall one way or the other. That is one downfall of it. And there's not many grab rails in it. Yep. We've spoken about it at the front. It that needs was to, my choice, though. With oh, was it? it? Yeah, well, just... I wanted it to look good. <laughs> well, the grab rails don't look great, but I'll tell you what, they... <laughs> The boys, reckon the, the boys reckon the hands didn't work because half of them are holding onto the roof, the chairs back to front yeah, sideways. Sorry, boys. So well, other than that, this boat costs a hell of a lot of money, I'll be honest. But if you've got the money to spend, out of all the boats you go on, please go test drive one of these. Yep. It's not a super... Actually, I take that back. I was going to say, it's not a super fast boat. The boat, if you want to drive it fast, is an absolute weapon. But a lot of boats that you have to drive fast, you can't drive slow. Does that make sense? Yes. So a lot of deep V hulls, you can't pull back on yep. the throttle. Yep. This boat, you can, and you're not banging. You don't hit hard at all, and that's why I really enjoyed it, uh, taking it to Bermagui, because it was just a boat that I could use with pleasure, and myself and the boys really enjoyed using it. It's a great boat, the 750 North Bank, with two 200-horsepower Mercs. For more information, head to northbank.com.au. That's Northbank Boats or uh, Melbourne Marine at... Uh, well, I think it's melbournemarine.com.au as well. That'll do. It Andrew Stephen can, uh, can hook you up. There. Plenty more real adventures after the break. You're listening to Real Adventures for Club Marine. Get peace of mind with Club Marine Boat Insurance. 
Welcome back to Real Adventures. All four Clubmarine get flexible cover for your jet ski, boat, motor, trailer and gear, all in one policy, clubmarine.com.au. It's time for Red's Tip. Now, I think this is very important and most people should do this. When you're going on a trip away and a trip of, a, I guess, a lifetime for some people, for instance, we could went be, on this... Could, we, be a, could be a bucket list fish. 100%. Well, a couple of boys again. in the boat hadn't caught them before and the marlin that we went and they might not get the chance again after their performances. No, I'm joking. They were good. Uh, <laughs> but we went away to Birmingham, as we've spoken about many times. I took two pumps, spare pumps. Now, the pumps I took were live bait pumps. I didn't take a spare bilge. I'm now, or don't, I'm going to have it for your boat. I put two extra pumps in. I bought out of my own money, put them in Pat's boat for last year. I left them in there. There's two pumps in there. Your that's, bilge, that's good. your bilge, <laughs> it's good for me. Your bilge cooked itself out there on me. I was driving back. The dive door always throws water in. They do. I was filling up with water. Wasn't the bilge 40, wasn't working. Wasn't the 40 knots through five metres of swell that you were doing? Well, it was, it was side on, yes. No, <laughs> it, we were filling up. So we had to bucket a little bit of water. It wasn't dangerous at all, but we just bucketed it out. Now, the bilge cooked itself. I had to go find a bilge. Luckily, Bermagui Bait and Tackle had one. So my tip is, when you are heading away on a trip, have a spare bilge, have a spare pump for your uh, for your live bait pumps, slimy tubes, whatever it is. Have spare pumps because they will go on you at the worst time possible, like your bilge did. And you can plump one. You can do a backyard job like I did just to get me through for the week, and then take it to your mechanics when you get home and get it done properly again. So get yourself out of trouble like we did. Have a bilge going ready to go. Happy days. But I nearly got caught out by not having it. So that's my tip for the week. Make sure you, have you Have you taken that to a marine mechanic to make sure it's all good for me? Pat, I am pretty much a qualified marine mechanic now after fitting that bilge. Right, I'm going to electrocute myself. <laughs> uh, it is time for the flying gaff. And the gaff this week is a good gaff. It's a keeper because Wheels Car of the Year has been announced. And the 2023 winner is the next generation Ford Everest. You love your Everest. Well, I love it. I love it so much. So, And this is a, a disclaimer. I get one to drive through the football club. Yep. But I loved it so much, I went and bought one. Uh, and it's edged out 16 other contenders to win the title. The judges at wheel spoke about value, dynamics, thoughtful design. And the fact that it is designed and engineered in Australia is a pretty bloody good yeah. thing, in my opinion. 100%. But drivability, like this is a car that I drive every day, but I bought one for, for Mards, my wife, who's got... We have. <laughs> With three, who's three, got? We three <laughs> kids together. Um, it is honestly, it is a brilliant car. Um, and it's obviously limited in terms of its towing. It's not your four and a half ton towing. It's not yeah. going to tow your boat that's eight metres long. But for anything that's six and a half and below, perfect. The thing's bloody unbelievable because it mixes the, the beauty of dealing with your everyday sort of. Um, soccer mum vibes and dealing with that kids, loading, electronic boot, loading groceries. Etc. All that sort of stuff, yep. and then weekend you can take it off road, caravanning, boating, you name it, and it is just more than capable. So can I just so name the one thing I don't like about it: the door handles. You're always neg- the door handles. <laughs> you can't see. Them I all. can't find the door handles. <laughs> the d- they hide. <laughs> <laughs> I sat in the car, literally looking at the door handle, going, "Pat, how do I get out of this? Like, where are the door handles?" And it's like in the side bit, like it's in the handle piece. <laughs> it should be the handle. <laughs> So congratulations to Ford, the uh, wheels car of the year for 2023. Think about the uh, the handles <laughs> as you go forward because Aaron doesn't like where they're positioned. I think they'll listen to me. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed Real Adventures this morning. There'll be plenty more next week as the AFL season kicks off and you can hear all of the season with all of the teams right throughout the year here on the I'm a footy, Redmond, S-E-N.